Hello, and welcome to Cartel Conversations, the podcast of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. I'm your host, Tom Conboy. Ian was not able to be with us this evening, so I'll be flying solo for episode 18. And on this episode of the podcast, I'll be talking with Ken Hutnick, a fellow member of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel Facebook group. I want to take a little bit of time before Ken's interview to discuss the Halt Station Square Foot Layout Challenge going on at the Cartel Facebook group. There's only three months to go before we accept official entries for the contest on December 1st, 2021. As the entry deadline gets closer, I'm going to be posting reminders so everyone has a chance to enter. There's still plenty of time to get started. Be sure to check out the announcement tab at the group on Facebook and look for the Halt Station Micro Challenge 2021 post for more information. Feel free to share what you are building on the Facebook group page, and be sure to hashtag your build post with MicroChallenge2021. That way members can view all of the build posts on the cartel group. There are already several builds being posted on the group, so be sure to check them out using that MicroChallenge2021 hashtag to see all of them. Joining me this evening is fellow cartel member Ken Hutnick. Ken, how are you doing this evening? Hi, good evening, Tom. Doing good here. Can't complain. We've got uh, good weather, a little cooler. We're out of the heat now, so uh, enjoying the good weather before fall comes. And you're in Canada, right? Yes, I am in Canada. I'm in southwestern Ontario, and I'm actually about uh, 20 minutes from the border of Detroit in a small All town right. called Amosburg. Fellow um, members of the cartel group, uh, you're probably familiar with Ken from the Facebook group as he's posted some things. I know that uh, Ian had posted up a photo contest for the banner for the group page. Been up for a couple of weeks now. I think uh, Ian needs to refresh that. Since I entered a picture, I really don't think I should share that again because it looked like I'm trying to get extra votes. (laughs) And I know you've entered into that as well. So (laughs) Maybe I will share it before you do. So anyway, but a lot going on. We've got our uh, micro challenge coming up towards the end of this year. First thing, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. I've um, been in southwestern Ontario all my life, grew up in Canada here, worked in the automotive industry for many years, and then uh, retired. And I've been an HO modeler for, well, I started as a kid and uh, just kind of kept through the hobby throughout life changes from... uh, school, marriage, kids, and onwards. So I enjoy uh, model trains as my primary hobby. Enjoy cycling, not like Ian, but uh, more just getting out on a bike and going out. Enjoy walking, travel. So that pretty much sums up what I like to do. And how did you catch the model railway bug? Was that something that you got maybe a model train for Christmas or, or did you come into the hobby later in life? Yeah, I remember being a kid and I would stare at the Sears Christmas wish book uh, here and I'd look at all the train sets and I was just in love with trains since I can remember. And then one year, my parents gave my brother and I a four by eight double track main line that they secretly built at my grandmother's house. And so as a young teenager, that was just the gift of a lifetime. So that was the actual first trains I owned and started in the hobby and just kept going ever since. So did you use the old uh, four by eight sheet of plywood or did you just set it up like on the carpet or would you said you had that four feet by eight feet track? Was that, is that how you do it? Like most people do just set up a couple saw horses and throw a four by eight sheet on it? 
Yeah, that's what they did. Actually, they, my dad had bought some trains from someone and he put down an old, um, you know, lifelike four by eight foot, you know, grass mat mm -hmm. and the uh, Tyco double track set track and then uh, old dual power packs. So that four by eight and all the buildings and everything that lasted us uh, years as we would take it apart, put it back together and, and do different things with it. So that four by eight lasted many years and eventually got put away as I got older and then uh, came back to the hobby later on. Yeah, I know here in the United States and, and you in Canada, uh, it's probably a little more common with us with uh, four by eight layouts, whereas I know in Europe, especially in England, it just didn't have the space. And I think just the way modeling was done that way, very rarely see anything about four by eight in uh, England or Europe. But not to say that isn't the case. I know that a lot of the micro railway concept a lot of it's from uh english modelers just some of the fantastic work they do but also on the uh, continent of europe a lot of good modelers there as well wonderful modelers and that's been an inspiration for me another question here that ian had was how did you get into micro layouts what what kind of inspired you to start building micro layouts yeah, i think probably the beginning was you know i saw carl site like many of us many many years ago and at the time, I thought I was going to be of the persuasion to go ahead and someday build the giant layout or at least have a you know, good-sized bedroom layout or something. So I kind of tucked that away and thought, oh, these little micro layouts are great ideas for building a, a larger layout and having some layout design elements. And then over time, I always admired switching layouts and, and switching uh, puzzles and the smaller layouts. And then actually when uh, I finally retired a couple years back, I said, well, let me get started in some smaller projects before I you know, build the uh, basement filler. So I already had a, a two foot by eight foot switching layout and I was gonna keep working on that for a while. And then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna build another side project just to have something to ping pong between. And you know, Carl Seid came to mind and lo and behold, um, started building a micro and ever since then i'm kind of hooked and i don't anticipate building anytime soon a big basement layout but uh, keep exploring different micros what's the attraction of micro layout building for you what is it that just really makes you want to build them i think for me what got me back into them was looking at how each one is small it's its own project it's very attainable it's very doable and you can quickly, relatively quickly, rather than setting on a multi-year course to build the basement layout, pull a layout together, build something from start to finish and have a project. Especially once COVID hit and I started looking at that project, it was really appealing to me. And then looking what other people are doing in different scales and gauges, you know, locations, you can really explore different things and not be tied down to one single large layout or prototype so i thought you know what i'm going to start and see where it takes me and you know get inspiration from the work many people are doing in all kinds of scales and locations and i know you work in ho scale do you have any other scales you'd like to work in i have some n scale equipment that i was um a part of at my club locally um i'm really looking forward to trying on 30 and what some of the modelers are doing and then some of the work being done on the cartel guys are sharing in the very large scales really appeals to me. So I'm thinking that even though I'm starting in HO and I have so much HO equipment, and over time I'll, I'll dabble in some different scales just to try it. Yeah, that seven-eighth scale stuff is just yeah um, 
I think it was a Chris Rennie that's posting that on the cartel group. Man, I, every time I see that, it's like, oh, I could feel my wallet starting to <laughs> become afraid because it's like, man, I could get into that real easy. But my budget, I don't know about that. It's just amazing, like that 3D printed track and stuff they do. It's just some of the stuff that I see out there, it's it, it's tempting. It's very tempting. Yeah, for sure. That 7-8 that, uh, stuff and being able to try new technology with 3D printing, well, new to me at least, and explore some of the battery-powered uh, equipment and transmitters is, you know, another facet of the hobby. What part of layout building is, with especially, you know, focused on micros, what part do you really like the most? Or is it kind of just you love it all? Um, that's a good question. I guess I love it all because I like the idea of, you know, you see a photograph, a prototype, you read an article about something, and it's like, that's a very interesting thing. So you start doing some research, some planning, looking at how you might attempt it and then, you know, moving on to procuring materials and actually building it. So I think I like it all. I don't think there's any particular thing I don't like. And, and that's another great benefit of the hobby. If you really don't like track work, well, you're not making a lot of tracks, so don't worry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and any of the facets is it's a small project and you can either get some help from someone or, um, you know, just power through it and you're on your way. Wiring was one of my least favorite things, but with a micro, there's just not a whole lot of wiring you have to do. A lot of times it's just simple two wires and you're good to go. But it's nice to have manageable bits, and I think that's something that a lot of people are, are really drawn to with that. But you're right, though, overall, I think it's fantastic, and I have to agree with that. I'm, I've always been kind of a scenery person. Don't do as well with it as I would like to do. I know there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, that's the thing that just, uh, when I get to scenery work, you know, track, building the baseboard, getting the track down, getting it wiring, okay. But man, when the scenery work starts, that's that for me is always uh, exciting. But overall, I really do enjoy building micro layouts. Do you think you prefer the micro over like a, a basement size, or is it kind of one of those things that you have a chance to at least try to build a basement layout? I've tried several times, and I've, I've given up, so <laughs> I'm sticking with micros. <laughs> yeah. What I like about basement layouts, having visited clubs, uh, currently a member of a club and other people's layouts, is the camaraderie around operations. I do like operations and some of the, you know, be it card systems or other systems people are using. So I enjoy that as a facet of the hobby. So I could see myself still someday choosing a prototype and building a layout where two or three of us could get together and, uh, and operate the layout. And certainly using both the skills from micro layouts and vice versa to get the projects done. And then at least it wasn't a giant basement filler like you see some people, you know, they spend their entire life working on literally, but have um, something that to share the hobby with other people. So I'm kind of looking at both. I'm kind of like, hey, we'll just keep going and see where it takes us. Yeah, it's challenging to to put an operating scheme into a micro layout. It's not impossible. You really will have to think outside the box to do that. And, of course, that's where our European friends are way ahead of us on that in some ways because, uh, you know, they've been doing that for years. We have a tendency in North America, you know, the, the big operations, the long trains running, and that still appeals to me as well. I don't have a basement anymore, so I can't build a basement <laughs> layout anymore. <laughs> but uh, still yeah, well, <laughs> we get into that budget thing again. But the thing about the micros, I, I like what you touched on there, is that um, it, you can build skill set. And if you ever do decide to build something bigger, it's a good way to hone your skills. What do you think uh, from doing a, 
And I know you've done a few of the micro layouts. What do you think has really improved with your modeling from building micro layouts? I think some of my scenery techniques I've kind of reused or retried. Static grass is one where I didn't do a lot of static grass on my previous layout. I have a static grass applicator. So on the uh, farm micro that I did and also on uh, Queen's Key on some of the scenery I've started, I kind of started learning better ways to do the scenic grass. So that's one that I'm certainly getting more and more practice with, albeit you know on one square foot at a time, literally. But also I think planning out projects is one skill I'm getting better at because even though you're doing a smaller overall baseboard size or size of layout, that means you need different materials quicker so that you don't stop uh, building layout. So you might need a little bit of scenery, but you still need enough track to finish and lighting or whatever else you're going to need. So I think planning, even though you're building something smaller, is something definitely that uh, is a skill that needs to be used. Speaking of uh, Queen's Key, Ian, that was one of his questions. He really wants to know, is Queen's Key finished? No, Queen's Key is not finished. I'm steadily working on it. I've been working, I was working on it today, getting ready to ballast the track. Also been uh, working on the backdrop, put in some lighting effects. My plan is to get it done uh, by the end of this year, uh, for sure. And at least to a point where I'm done with it. Like some people say, your layout's never done. You can always add details and such. So I like to say I'll get done with it and then... Coming up in April with another uh, club member here, we're hosting a, a social event for modelers. So I'm planning to exhibit it in April. So I want to get at least uh, this complete and then maybe moved on to the, uh, the one square foot halt station uh, challenge as well. Have you uh, begun building one of those or I don't remember if I've I'd seen one on the Facebook group or not. Uh, the, no. the score, the halt challenge. Have you, have no. you started one yet? Yes, I've, I've not posted anything. I did a okay, okay. Uh, foam mock-up of an idea, oh. but I don't really like my idea, and that's more like um, taking a roundy and making it into a halt-stop station idea. So I'm not 100% against it. I'm not 100% for it. I'm kind of my idea of a halt station, and in many of the layouts people are showing, you know, a single station, lots of scenery, train off lease you know stops here once in a while but um my idea is something a little different so maybe i should just go with it after looking like you said chris rainey and some of the stuff he's doing with his seven eights mm -hmm. and kind of making a micro i should just probably once fall comes get on with it build it and then um enter it and just mm -hmm. be part of the uh part of the challenge speaking of mock-up you mentioned about building a mock-up do you do that with every micro that you build or are you know, better yet, how do, how do you go about doing that when you're wanting to plan one? Let's go with the micro since this is the, the micro model railroad cartel. What, exactly what do you do for a mock-up? So a um, couple of examples. If I start with Queen's Key, when I first found the plan on Carl's site, and I don't have the name handy, uh, Ronox Key, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. But what I did was I looked at the buildings and I kind of said, okay, so it's going to be four feet by one foot. So I cut out a piece of foam. And then I started going through my buildings that I had on hand and said, which ones would work well as warehouses and whatnot. And I literally, on one of them, photocopied the wall sections, glued them to foam core, set it up, kind of see how tall it was, how wide it was. 
And then um, I actually use that mock-up to cut the walls down, make it uh, shorter in one direction. And then uh, DPM kit, the second one that's on uh, Queen's Key, I basically took a bunch of DPM parts and literally taped them together in size till I got a building that kind of looked and felt right. Yeah, so that was the mock-up. And when I finally kind of liked where the track was and liked where the buildings were in size, I was done with the mock-up and started building it. I'm assuming that many micro-modelers probably do some form of a mock-up. Uh, I used to use track planning software, but, you know, honestly, for the a micro-layout, you, you're just better off to take a, you know, a piece of foam like you did or, or you know, a piece of plywood or homosote or whatever you have on hand and just lay out some track on the space and see what fits with the buildings and all. I, I found that it's actually easier to track plan in three dimensions than it is to mess with a track planning program. So I kind of quit doing that with the track planning program. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a visual person as well and mm -hmm. got to see spatially how things relate. Also, even with the uh, farm riker I did in 8 inches by 10 inches, it, it's really you've got to get an idea of what can I fit in this space because even when you put it on paper or in your head or on the track planning software, it always looks bigger than it is. And when you finally get the the artist panel, in my case, out and say, okay, what kind of building can I fit in here? What kind of track plan can I really do? Um, the mock-up's the only way for my head to really see it versus drawing it out. Yeah, and it's, I've you know, now that I'm not designing basement size layouts anymore or even room size layouts, I, I've just gone to, I set my little craft table up I have here and just, uh, I used, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of the phone core. So I usually have some scrap phone core laying around. So I'll just pick a board up and throw it on the table and just start messing with dimensions and coming up with things that way. And it's, uh, really makes it easy that way. I'm visual too, so it's it's easier to see things that way. But speaking of um, designing layouts and things like that, when you're designing a micro, and it could be true for any even larger layouts, do you try to design uh, specifically for operations or are you looking more for just a, you know, like a highly detailed scene? What I liked about the Queen's Key plan when I chose it from Carl's site was the opportunity for operations so in the one foot by four foot plan the original mock-up had a, a spot for a wharf and a spot for a docked um, car load of uh, or i should say a car float and so i kind of using the skills and ideas from operating bigger layouts said how can i make this more interesting and that's where i came up with the idea with the car float can move off and on the layout as the cassette and use some of the switching to actually run it like a railway. And I actually created a Excel spreadsheet slash loaded up into Google Sheets that I can bring it up on my mobile and then using some just random functions of telling it where cars are, it will tell you a switch list if you want to sit down and switch for, you know, a few minutes of which cars need to come on or off the layout and get repositioned. So mm. I definitely think operations are a fun part of the micro even to give you interest when you've got it built or you know if you're not going to do that then the old roundy roundy is is i love it just to watch trains clickety clack by as well the whole thing about micros and this is where you know trying to explain to somebody some people look at it and say ah oh, it's just an operating diorama there is a design purpose for yes. operations and of course one of the advantages of micros is that you can do a highly detailed scene, but with the mind of a purpose for the layout. Yes. 
And I think a lot of people miss that. What do you think about that when, when it comes to, I mean, have you heard people that, oh, that's just a diorama? Yeah, I've heard that in Reddit and some of the forums as well. But listening to Ian and, and looking at the definition of a micro set out by Carl and Ian reinforcing it, you know, that to me is what sets the difference between, um, you know, just making a display diorama which some micros are, and that's okay, because, you know, people love their roundy roundies, and watching a train go through beautiful scenery, even if it's only in four square feet, is a great visual and fun to do. And I think, though, that others that come up with the, the scenic elements and the design elements and operating elements like Ian, that adds the interest, and I can see how at train shows and exhibitions, you'll garner attention, and not only for anyone watching the layout but even for yourself long term if there's some purpose to your layout and it makes you get up and actually have to reach around and operate something or do something it'll it'll make uh the enjoyment of the layout last a lot longer i think i know the answer to this question i'm going to ask you you prefer prototype proto freelance or whimsical when you come to your designs for micros actually i prefer all three and the reason is I like to have very prototypical rolling stock, even if it's on a micro that's not in a prototypical actual location. But, you know, I'm inspired by some of the whimsical stuff being done and, and some of the folks on the cartel Facebook group and the small slash micro layout group, um, you know, Chris O'Donoghue and the Much Meddling and Wilco's doing the Fantasia Zoo. I just love the whimsical because it's also very creative to think about something like that and be able to pull it off that it works even though it's fantasy it takes a lot of modeling skill so i admire all of it yeah i know ian is um he's not a real huge fan of pizza layouts again i won't speak for him but i if memory serves me correctly they weren't always his favorite i've been kind of intrigued by them and i think um, your your contest photo that you put up for the uh, facebook uh, page or for the group uh, cover photo talk a little bit about that layout I'm, it, that's a pizza layout isn't it yeah yeah i guess you could consult uh, consider it a pizza layout because it's basically a, a single loop on um the 8x10 artist panel and how i came up with the idea was just kicking around and i thought you know what i want to do something small i've seen people do these really small layouts and i just said i want to try hon 30 which is basically HO narrow gauge. And I had purchased some uh, stuff after um, seeing it online, especially at Craig Marshall and some of his posts about the equipment and the, and the Tommy Tech and the Kato drives. I'm like, let me do something to use some of this. And it just seemed the pizza layout was quick and easy and simple. And I found a small structure, my farm building, and I thought, well, I'm going to do a farm micro. And then I had the idea to give it to my daughter as a gift to... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she lives about four hours from here, so it was going to be a gift for her. After uh, discussing it with you with my son, said that would be a great idea so that she has a little something with her during the pandemic, a little piece of home. And the micro was born, so yeah. That's yeah. What's the name of that micro? I just call it the farm micro. The farm micro? Okay. I, I apologize. I wasn't. I didn't take time to go look up for sure on the thing, but I, I remember it was something with farm, but I thought, well, you know, Ken might have a title for that, so I thought I'd better ask you on that. Is that the only photo you posted that, or did you have some build photos on there as well? I don't think I've posted many build photos yet. I kind of 
had it done for a while, but had not given it to my daughter. So I didn't really publicize it much. You have um, a Facebook page I started called Ken's Trains, shameless plug. And I'll be posting more of my kind of day-to-day progress on a lot of the layouts there. But um, that's got some more of the farm micro photos as well. Oh, great. Ken will send me a link for that, and I will post that on the show notes for episode 18. Anything else, Ken, you'd like to talk about? Nothing I can think of. I I enjoyed... um, kind of diving into micros and i would just encourage others you know just give it a try especially with the nature of micros being small layouts and um you know compared to giant basement rooms or otherwise you you don't have much to lose and just giving it a shot and trying a small plan or trying some skills yourself so there's lots of inspiration out there in the facebook groups carl's site i really enjoy a magazine called uh voie libre which is french for um go freely and they um, have an international version that I read on Zinio, which is on my iPad as an app. It's also on the web. But they're really into smaller and micro layouts from all over the world. So it's been a great source of inspiration. Nice, and nice. Just tell folks, you know, give it a shot. You going to have anything uh, coming up soon for the Dispatch and Ian's uh, micro magazine? I, I haven't really been talking much to Ian about that. So I'm to see if I can get an inside scoop from you. Got any <laughs> articles or anything coming up for Ian? I have lots of ideas, and I think for this issue, Ian's got enough content. So, um, But I told him anytime I am willing to uh, pull together any of my build articles or other ideas. So, yes, I look forward to sharing more and uh, hopefully giving some inspiration and ideas to other people. One last question for you, and then we'll wrap up tonight. Do you have a, a favorite micro layout? You know, I know there's a lot out there, but is there just one that for you, when you look at it, there's just maybe it's got a special memory for you? You know, what's your thoughts on that? You know, I have bookmarked and saved many. I can't call one up right now, actually. I've just been inspired by so many of the things I've seen um, from all over the world, from the Japanese to local modelers and, and picking up, you know, little tidbits from other people's work and be it even in in your case you know it's the first time i had seen the kind of foam bench work you did for the uh heron micro and i thought i've never thought of doing that so really i've picked up a lot of great ideas across the board so i can't really say offhand there's one that just was my end all be all at this point it's hard not to like them all there's just so much interesting work out there that you look at and you think to yourself why didn't i think of that i thought my word that's that's an awesome idea and of course then you want to steal it i mean borrow the idea yeah exactly (laughs) any final thoughts ken no thanks for having me it's been great uh talking with you and talking micros thanks for being on tonight good night that's going to do it for episode number 18 be sure to tune in next time when Ian and I hopefully will be back together as we discuss all things Micro Model Railway. Thanks for listening.